Hey, everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Geek Versus Podcast. This is a nerd's eye view of pop culture, and the show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. This is the weirdest episode, one of the weirdest episodes we have ever done. Um, see, what happened was, we are going to talk about cartoon remakes, and uh, I'll let you behind the curtain. A lot of times, we'll record two episodes in a day, so we recorded a previous episode, we take a break, we BS a bit, and then we go to our next one. Uh, our next one was supposed to be cartoon remakes, but then we just got to chit chatting. We got to chit chatting about uh, James Gunn and Taika Waititi, and and it turned into a Tim Burton conversation. And it was a legit just uh, me, Tony, Betty, and Casey. There's only three of us. I just referred to myself twice. Uh, sitting around, just talking about stuff, and and we decided to keep it. We decided to make it the episode. So that's what you hear this week. You hear. Uh, maybe 25 minutes of us just talking about random movie directors and things we like and don't like, and then we eventually get around to talking about some cartoon remake. So I hope you enjoy this real, rough, rugged, and raw episode of the Geek Versus Podcast. Hey, if you enjoy the episode, please uh, subscribe and leave a rating in your favorite podcast app. That'd be great. We thank you in advance. Anyway... I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Geek Versus... I don't even know. I don't even know. Just enjoy it. Thank you guys for listening. Things are... Wait, I don't know how to do it. About to get weird. weird. <laughs> I don't want him to do any other Marvel movies. I want him to do, do the thing. Thor, and then I want him to leave Thor and never do anything else. And now he's got a ton of money so he can do whatever kind of movie mm-hmm. he wants. Because that's... I like the shit that he does by himself way more than... I don't. I don't want the people you like to become. Um, what's his face? Uh, Tim Burton. Oh yeah, yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah. There's a lot of directors like that, but I mean, some people get tired of being creative and they don't want to do it anymore. You know. Some people like having money. There's a chance that, that that'll happen. Probably, at, or I hope not, but that might happen at some point to Jordan Peele as well. So. You never know. There's a lot of directors that are like that. Yeah, that was Tim Burton was my magic guy when I was like, oh man, like he did the Batman. Oh man, Tim Burton's so great. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, remember when Tim Burton was great? I still like Tim Burton, even though he's all he's crazy now, or like his stuff is just kind of like I don't know, all over the place. I still like his style. You can't take Pee Wee away from me, like. I like his style a lot. I just wish that he wouldn't always do his style so much every time. But I do like it. I don't know. I think that's more of the people expecting him. They hire him because they want that. And then now he's everywhere. And, you know, not now like, oh, overnight. But, like, he's everywhere now. And it's it's his style. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but sometimes that kind of stuff kind of annoys me like like even like brian fuller oh no i i totally get you because like, oh go ahead uh, so, no you were just say something no i was just gonna say you're taking someone with a specific vision like an auteur who should be doing one film every five or six years that is like takes a long ass time but you're you're giving them a ton of money and then getting them to mass produce their look onto things and that's what's weird that's always gonna be weird regardless of you know alice in wonderland was 
fest anyway. I, I, but it's just, that's what happens is you're taking this thing that was really cool, the giant up, uh, and, uh, and him, Tim Burton's kind of, and you want to mass produce it because you know Tim Burton's going to bring Johnny Depp and, I just could ramble about this all day. Yeah. Now I'm just curious. And like the thing to me, like again, when someone's style is so prevalent to what, like sometimes it almost takes away from the actual thing that they're trying to do. Also, did you guys see Big Eyes? That mm- movie was amazing. I haven't seen it. Is that with? And that is not. You wouldn't know that that is not Tim, Tim Bur- Burton esque because it's Tim Burton. It's the one about the cartoonist. Yeah, it's Christoph Waltz and Amy Adams, and she's an artist, and Christoph Waltz is married to her, and he basically takes her work and says that it's his. Mm. And that movie was great. And I, it's well done, and it's not super Tim Burton-y. So. That's interesting. I want to say a lot of the stuff that we're like, oh, Tim Burton-y, I think a lot of it is stuff he produced on, and they... He got his name on, um, because looking through what he directed, obviously his first and greatest achievement in cinema history, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, and now we're just, I, I don't know when, so I know you're like, just reading through the thing. Be- Beetlejuice, the first Batman, well, the, the two Batman movie Batman. Yeah. Um, then Batman Returns. I don't remember if that was how that was. Like, I know it's Penguin. It's and- fine. It's good. Uh, Danny DeVito. It's good. That was my favorite one as a kid because of um, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito <laughs> rips the scenery apart that whole freaking movie. I like all of those Batman movies. The worse they got as a kid, the more I loved them. Like, everybody chill out. <laughs> Yo, I could listen to Ice Puns for days. <laughs> so then you may think like, okay, Batman Returns. Maybe that's where he took took the turn for the worse. But then Ed Wood, he directed. And what that was a passion project. Yeah, right? that was something he wanted. See that, so that that's a good example of like money. And now I'm gonna do my own. Shit. And that's very not Tim Burton. Like it's not weird. Oh, it is weird. But I know what no, you mean. So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't. Oh, look mean, like Alice in Wonderland. Or, yes. Yeah, the Corpse Bride isn't about to show up and be like, yeah, like that. Okay. Um, he directed a couple years later because I was like, oh well, maybe that was it. That was great, and then he went off the rails. Directed a couple years later after that, Mars Attacks, which I love. Mars Attacks is great. I love Tim Burton, man. I, I um, forgot that he had done that. Sleepy Hollow. Yep. Okay. okay. I love Sleepy. That, oh, God, I love Sleepy Hollow. It's Planet of the Apes, and Planet of the Apes came after that. Eh. You see how that's like a remake, though, right? You're seeing the progression. Yeah. Right? And Batman, I, Planet of the Apes. Keep going. Sorry. Well, like, uh, like um, what's his face? Said you do the um one for the big studio project, yep. Yeah. So you can do your project, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, and I didn't hate that Planet of the Ape. Uh, is that the Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah, yeah. But Ooh. but but it's the Tim Roth one. Tim Roth as Fade was the jam. Um, Mark Wahlberg is eh. always horrible. Yeah, well, in my opinion. Like, oh man, I hate that guy. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan was. It was a gorilla. I gotta rewatch it. It was the funniest conversation with. <laughs> Didn't have you? You haven't heard that story. <laughs> the funniest ever. It's um, who hosts the Family Feud? Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey show. Michael Clark Duncan comes on the show. Steve Harvey was not having it. They're promoting Planet of the Apes <gasps> and st- are are talking about Planet of the Apes. And Steve Harvey says, "Michael, let me ask you this." <laughs> I met Michael Clark Duncan, super nice guy. He said, 
So they dressed you up as a as a monkey. Oh boy! And you were okay with that? Yeah. Yes, and Steve. Uh, you know, it was a fun project, and I really liked it, and I liked the material, and so you were okay with them just making you a monkey and jumping around on screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve Harvey said, "Well, let me ask you this, Michael Clark Duncan. How much did they pay you to be a monkey?" And he said, "Well, Steve, uh, I got about ten million dollars for that." <laughs> Steve Harvey. Said, where can I sign up to be a monkey? I'll do it for half the price. I will be the best damn monkey out there for $5 million. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't hate the movie. It, Mark Wahlberg, uh, but, but again, really Tim Roth. So good. When's Big Fish coming up? Right after Planet of the Apes. Big yeah. f- Fish. Uh, f- I can't fish. watch it again because I remember crying so much. I was like, I ain't doing that again. <laughs> it was so good. I'm laughing but, like I didn't. But- yeah, right? Haha, <laughs> 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 this guy. Um, then Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's just weird. Uh, yeah. Like, again, you see the thing though, right? Remake. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it his, and they're like, Tim, come and do this thing in your style. And all of those <laughs> movies are these. After that, he did Corpse Bride. Hell yes. Um, uh, Sweeney Todd. Okay, I, I did not like Sweeney Todd, but a lot of people really love it. But I think it's just because I don't like the damn music. I don't like the music in it. It was not. Uh, yeah. Like it has so many good pieces, like Alan yeah. Rickman and other people. But I just remember Alan Helena Bonham. Carter's yeah, she's legit. But the like the musical part, and I love musicals, but yeah, the songs were really weak. Yeah, I like the story too, but I just was like, man. And Johnny Depp looked great, but damn, I did not want to hear his ass sing. So then uh, we do the Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shadows, Mm-mm. Frank and Weenie, Mm-mm-mm. Big Eyes. Dark, Dark Shadows and Alice in Wonderland, both remakes. Dark Shadows mm-hmm. is a TV, TV show. Super, soap opera. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Frank and Weenie, which was his. It was, it was actually his short yep. that got him noticed to do Pee Wee. Yep. Um, and then uh, lately, Miss Pettigreen's Home for Peculiar Children, and apparently he's that was actually Dumbo. That was actually really pretty legit because it's just a little team movie like for 12 year olds and it's actually pretty entertaining so i read through that list to say his actual direct what, what was really like trash out of that you know not or if there was were there that many you're like oh god he's d- gone off the rails charlie chocolate factory sweeney todd those are some of the low, all of low the, points all of the big blockbuster remake things but i think that Batman. your point has a lot of i think there's a lot of credit to your point of his name getting slapped as executive producer on a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, is really brought his name, his brand recognition down a bit. I think is what. Yep. I, I think I, I think that, I can agree with point, you on that. Yes. yes. There's a man. There, there's people that still think that Martin Scorsese is directing the Joker movie. So that. Yeah, that, it's powerful. There's a reason yeah. why they slap and J.J. Abrams on and. Like J.J. Abrams, executive producer. Like, okay. And so I can see like some other garbage productions out there, and it's like, all right, Tim Burton, what do you think? Uh, make it more gothic. Executive producer <laughs> Tim Burton. Like, and then it's like, oh, okay, so that's that <laughs> way to go. He wait. probably was like, can you fix this thing? And they were like, he said, make it more gothic. I heard. Yeah, him. <laughs> way, way to go, Tim Burton. Put a put a pinwheel on it. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is Hall- Can you add this is Halloween in this scene? But you know, seriously, <laughs> check out Big Eyes. It's really good. Uh, yeah, my mom recommended that. I haven't seen it yet. She's like, yeah, I see it's so good. It's a good drama and it's funny and it's beautiful. And, and Amy Adams and Christoph Waltz, like, <laughs> legit. 
So a bonus uh, Tim Burton episode. Yeah, that was a good like fifteen minutes short chat. Little Tim Burton short chat. The other thing that I was going to say though, like the thing that gets me is like when someone's directing quirks are so apparent. Yeah, it sometimes takes me out. It was like, oh, I'm watching something by this person. I'm no longer in this fantasy world. Case in point, I love like what was uh, I love Brian Fuller and just about everything that he's done. All right. And you've seen Hannibal and you've seen American Gods. So, mm-hmm. like, here we go. And Pushing Daisies. And Pushing Daisies. I was just yeah. talking yeah. to someone about Pushing Daisies last night. That show. The thing about, there's this thing that Brian Fuller does all the time. Every single episode is, it, every, almost every scene starts out with a really, really close up of some, like a microscopic view of, like a, like a match head or like oh, the yeah. inside of a vending machine or something. It starts off with something, a really close up view signature. of something small. Yeah. And it's going to be like a little slow motion, no music in the background, just some like weird ambient noise. Yeah. And then the scene unfolds. Like, he loves that. Yeah, he loves like, but the thing is, like, he loves slow mo. I love it too. But now, but he's done it so much that anytime it happens, like, I'm immediately just like, oh God. You don't like it. I, I, I did like it. (laughs) <laughs> but then when it's like every scene or every other scene, because it was all the time on Hannibal, it was all the time on American Gods. He Hannibal was really bad about yeah, that. Yeah, he didn't do it so much in Pushing Daisies, but like it's just something that I've noticed between those two shows specifically. Kind of like the thing that everybody makes fun of J.J. Abrams for is like the the lens flares. Like, he, yeah, he hasn't even been doing them that much. Yeah, lately. and so, it, but it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, okay. And I get signature stuff like that. That's that's. Fine, but sometimes it can be overdone to me, to me, and it, it just immediately sucks me out of it. I could see that. I, whenever I saw, uh, Guy Ritchie is one of my favorite directors, even though his movies, since he's been making a lot of money, are to me real. <laughs> um, he in the last movie he did was like Robin Hood, or it was like some what was it? I think it was Robin Hood, it was something Camelot or some King Arthur, that was uh. it. And I think it was King Arthur. I don't remember. It's one of these fucking medieval, medieval bull movies. I'm out. <laughs> and it it he shot it like a Guy Ritchie movie, and that actually made it worse because like, it was so out of place. And then like just some random guy comes in speaking gibberish Irish or it something. Really, it was like, blah, 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 blah. and then like <laughs> it, he was doing like all the fast cuts where people right. are like dun 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 walking, like running, escaping, and that, and that music like, montage this- going actually somehow is worse and i love that about guy Ritchie. i love the way he shoots stuff because god he's so he has such an amazing casting director he has such an amazing sense of like style and pacing and stuff but hey his movies now are just i'm waiting dude like i'm waiting for him to go back i I believe in him still but god ugh. it's like why are they doing drugs and (laughs) why are they doing drugs in medieval england (laughs) the they're doing cocaine Wait, he's a crime boss? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. None of this makes sense. <laughs> Maybe it's me, but I'm just, I am not keeping up with this. <laughs> so what is this episode about? Because we remakes? had so much fun ta- talking Car- about. Cartoon remakes. I was, I was oh, cartoon remakes. debating. I was like, we could just continue this conversation, but I don't know where don't, it's going. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> kind of not, it's all over the place. Well, the one thing that I will say is someone who definitely has a unique style, but it isn't overwhelming or pulls me out is Tarantino has a very, spe- has a very unique style, but it's not so, it's not so much. Here's this thing. That's a Tarantino thing in this Tarantino movie by Tarantino TM. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's because not- he's a control freak. Like when he made 
Pulp Fiction, he did it on his terms from the beginning. And so all of his movies have always been movies that he directed and wrote. So And I like yeah. I like that his movies have a Tarantino feel without this, 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 this mm-hmm. is Tarantino. This, this right here. Check the Tarantino yes. boxes. Yeah, it's not like that. And, it, you, and, and you definitely can do that, to be fair, but I know exactly what you mean. Right. Like, because I think a lot of people, now it's become more fun to make fun of Wes Anderson instead of just mm. kind of, like, watch. Because you're like, oh, well, you got to have an awkward white boy in pastel clothes. And like, okay, well... Yeah, but that's his style. Like, you're going to go watch the movie and love it, but. Oh, it's an it's ensemble an o- cast with a narrator and quirky colors, and yeah, ooh, yeah, we're, we're Sanderson, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. I love Octors, this is, though. This is, what I'm, this is what I'm getting into. This is what I, I'm paying money for. Dude, don't, don't, don't yeah. buy it. Don't watch it. Didn't he do, um, Isle of Dogs? Was that his yes. most recently? Yeah, I, saw, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Oh, I need to see that. That's, that's part of my red box cash in <laughs> that I'm looking forward to, man. When it, when it gets there, dude. Redbox is not ready. They're not ready. I'm going to get like seven movies at once. That's coming out soon. Um, I think in the next few weeks. I remember seeing it on the DVD schedule. Nice. Uh, funny thing, that's like with uh, Real Time, you're bringing it back to Hitchcock. Hey. He, um, my boy. No. I'm got it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he got over, like, you know, his signature became the cameo in the beginning. or the, It was cameo throughout the movie. And he was like, no, I'm over this because people are looking for it and they're distracting him. So now it was always like opening credits yeah. after that. That was a big thing that M. Night had, M. Night Chamon had. He had kind of like a breakdown, a mental breakdown about that because people are just so like, brah. And that, when he was becoming big, so was, um, a lot of social media use on the internet. And I think that his, he kind of got a lot of that bull. Yeah, it's, imagine being like in that industry when social media was first on the cusp. Like you didn't know what you were getting into. Yeah. Like there was no way that you could tell that you would get immediate visceral feedback from millions of people telling you how much you suck for doing something <laughs> nice. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this has never happened before, but now this is a thing all of a sudden. Yeah. That's gotta suck really bad, really bad. <laughs> um, He's another one that's had his ups and downs, and I think has become more of a joke that it's probably not not uh, fair, warranted, not fair. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing as like people treat artists like they're not artists, and I'm like, well, to some extent, they do need money. I mean, like creating is hard as it is, and creating early and that well, like you have to be an egomaniac to just be able to be like, oh no, I'm fine. I'm just gonna keep making the best. Ever. Like, it just is <laughs> real. Like, I love Tarantino, but I fully believe that he's probably a huge asshole. Like, oh, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, or just really creepy, probably. But I just. I don't know. I just, I just hate that because it's like, if I made one bad thing, I would feel like shit if everybody suddenly hated me. Yeah. And a lot of people I mean, do go through that. They fan crash. Bases are like, fickle, yeah. You know, because you, you, let's say, I'll use Tarantino as an example because, like you said, he does have a lot of control over his projects. So whatever he put out is more than likely what he wanted mm-hmm. and how he wanted it to be. Oh, yeah. And you're like, yo, this is my thing. It's your baby. You and your friends and your crew have been working for years on it. And then people are like, yeah, that's hot trash. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. Kind of hurts your feelings. It's very you know. reductive. You're only, you're only human, you know? Yeah, because like whenever he made the Grindhouse movies, everybody was saying crap about him. He was like, "No, you just don't get it. You don't get what I've done." And that's that kind of mentality is really hard to just be like, "Oh, f- you No, I've got. I knew yeah. exactly what the hell I made." And then the, that, and then like in that particular case, that's fine. 
But I, on the other side of the thing, I also kind of get really upset whenever an artist is like, oh, you just don't get it. Like that's, oh, yeah. a, there's another thing, there's another level to that. And there's, it, it's not, just, as is the case with most things, it's not black and white, but, yeah. but yes, like I oh, can see. Except me. Yeah. <laughs> that's hey. pretty good. But, uh, but like, where's coming from? Like, I, but in this particular case, I do feel as if a lot of people didn't get Grindhouse. Like, it, it was supposed to be pulpy and silly and uh, everything that people were expecting or not expecting or what it, just because it didn't fit the, 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 the picture thing in their brain, oh, like, man. doesn't necessarily mean that it was bad. That's a movie that you need to rewatch also, especially the one that he made, um, with the girls in the car because the f- stunts in that movie are stupid like they're in a car doing flips and like it, it just isn't ins- i can't he did oh, um there was, there was death proof yeah oh, you're right death i almost said proof, death car. and then planet terror was planet the terror was, um, robert rodriguez movie that was my boy by the way that was i might have his book Still, I can't. Oh, I might look. have his number. Oh, just call, call him up. Call him up. Hey, Robert, what you doing? Might have some nudes over uh, but, yeah. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> like, what? No, I got weird. <laughs> no, I no, didn't know what no, you were doing. No. I was trying to add on. Oh, yeah. Double uh, R over here. <laughs> it started with, I think I read his book, too. I got some naked pictures of him. Like but he was someone that <laughs> I followed and really was into and um, was tracking his career and whatnot. And, yeah, he's the same way. He did some stuff. It was cool. And people hated it. And. You know, but he he was one of those people that came up from nothing and did. Um, He's got a very weird fan base because it's like El Mariachi series and then Spy Kids. I love that. Yeah, I love that. He, it's so specific. Well, it's Antonio Banderas is the link throughout. Yeah, yep. yeah. I can see how it, that's his, he, it's his uh, Johnny Depp for Tim Burton and um, stuff. But I remember one day he said, "He's like, I want to make a movie my kids can go watch," which clearly is not. El Mariachi or Desperado. Why, why not? Yeah, it's Spy Kids, you know. Yeah. Um, and he did it. He made Shark Boy and Lava Girl. He made too. like five Spy Kids, and then yeah, yeah, both of them went on to become famous. Um, yeah. No, maybe one of them. Shark Boy is um, from Twilight. Yeah, he ended up in Twilight. I don't remember who. The ah, one. he hit it big. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, and that's it. He was in a couple of blockbusters, so he's probably just. Doing whatever he's got money now. He That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Dude got his money. Probably he's, he's got. Damn. They paid him five million dollars to be a monkey. Like you know, <laughs> like he's good. Yeah. So I say we just this. This is now the episode. Okay, because we've, we've been talking about long. We've enough. gone. We've crossed the point of no return where I'm like, well, we're not gonna stop it and then do another one. Um, I mean, we can. We can do. I mean, I don't know what else to. But the thing is, like, it seems like Tim Burton really hit some low points on his remakes. Uh, and so remakes are like, are they good, bad? Like, or does it have to go? Let's make it come full circle. Does it have to to go? Is it depending on execution? I think that's the case with just about everything in life. It probably depends on the execution. That's the qualifier. My stance is like, just like whenever we were talking about the great geek purge, is that you don't know anything about it until you and see it and i think whenever we did the great geek purge episode my big thing was with remakes i hate how we're so hypocritical about how we hate them but we'll go see them and then suddenly love them or like make excuses and we're not even aware of the things that we already love which were already remakes um and so with that i think yeah you're definitely right it does depend on the execution but we also i feel like a lot of it is we need to see it 
before we make such harsh judgments yeah. a lot of the time. Like, for example, literally yesterday, I was looking on some sort of thread. I think it was posted in what It doesn't matter. Uh, about the new Ninja Turtles. No, please. Tell me the exact breadcrumbs of the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically... New it was, Ninja Turtles. It was yeah. like... The, the little ad for the new Ninja Turtles and everybody was kind of like trash, trash, garbage. I hate it. The animation sucks. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, this is, oh, I guess we're just doing Michael Bay stuff and et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, this is a 30 second thing, guys. You need to chill out. Just because it's not the Ninja Turtles from the 1980s, which is really bad animation. I loved it. I loved it when I was a kid. It's garbage. Um, you should probably relax. Like, Maybe you don't like the character design. That's fine. But the animation right here is crisp. It's clear. Like, this is, this is cutting. This is the best animation that there is right now. You might not like the style. You might not like the character designs. You might not like, there might be plenty of the, but like, don't lie. Mm -hmm. Don't lie. Like, the animation is not bad. Like, and then like, plus many, 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 many other things as well. Just like, blah, blah, blah. Baseless claims. Like, how do you know? How do you know based off of this thing that you, don't watch it that's fine but <laughs> right but like are you trying to get other people not i don't understand what your goal is here are you trying to vent like i i don't get it like i don't get other people sometimes what um mm -hmm. what put it in my head and which was the initial idea for this episode that kind of got morphed into a different discussion which is great i love that um was she-ra people been so there's a new she-ra coming out and people have been talk like going on and on and on. Is that how you say? It? I'm not trying to make fun of the way you're saying it. Is that the way that you say say it? Shira, so. Shira. Okay, yes. I've heard people say Shira. I've heard that too. Uh, I've heard uh, both. Uh, so I, I say I don't Shira. Know. Yeah, Shara. Shira. Shara. Is that new Shara show? The new Shara. Um, but people are like losing their minds about. Look how stupid it looks. First off. Well, that's very clear and, and cr that's very <laughs> all right. Very insightful criticism there. I'm an adult. It looks stupid. I I'm an adult. I I I didn't watch uh, Chiro when I was younger. I did watch He Man when I was a little kid. That was the girl version, so I didn't watch it. That was the, like ah, I'm not watching that one. Yeah, I watch He Man, and every now and then they'd cross over, and she had the cool like Pegasus thing. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know who these who this group is. This subgroup is. That was so hardcore into Shira about the original Shira that they're pissed <laughs> off Lord. about the new one. I'm like, did you, did were you that into it? Were, you know, I, I don't get it. I think it's like people that like to complain are just so much louder than everyone else. Because I would imagine wheels. that, like, yep. I'd imagine that if there was like probably a hardcore Shira fan group, they're probably ecstatic that there's going to be new Shira. More Shira, yeah, yeah, like yo, yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, even if, you know, I, I don't have anything to add to that. I was just going <laughs> to. Just, yes! just such a positive affirmation. I was just going to be like outraged and blah, 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 blah. Yeah! Continue with your actual point, Tony. Uh, um, <laughs> I am, um, I'm an adult. I'm, I'm a eh. sort of a goofy adult that will watch cartoons. I have no problem with that. I like cartoons. Um, but I like to think I still understand that. These new cartoons, they're designed for children, mm -hmm. right? They're geared for children. They're trying to make money and sell toys and products with children. I'm just still confused why people are that upset. Look I, how silly it looks. It's for little kids. They're going to watch it. They're going to look. These kids never seen She-Ra before. They don't even know. They don't even know who He-Man is, which is kind of interesting that they're bringing her. It's not just a part of He-Man. Yeah, it's no, her that's own great. story. Nobody knows. These kids don't know what that is. And I think you kind of like hit the nail on the head there. I think that 
people watch something as a kid, and as they grow, they want that cartoon to grow with them, in a sense. Like, uh, and we like they want since they're adults now, they want an adult version of the cartoon gotcha. that they watched as a gotcha. kid. You see what I'm saying? Like they want it to like a dark and gritty. Maybe not necessarily. Princess of Power? But just, you know, <laughs> you're not wrong. No, I mean, like, I, I know you meant it as a joke, but people do, even though they'll make fun of everything being dark and gritty, that is what has been selling pretty darn well, is, like, dark and gritty for adults. They like to see their childhoods tarnished while being able to complain about it. Yeah. It's sad. And the thing... So, yeah, that, I mean, you're absolutely right. Dark and gritty is what a lot of people like. Um, and that's cyclical and that's a different kind of, I don't even get into that, but people want their entertainment to grow with them. Uh, dark and gritty, like you were saying. Uh, but you don't understand, like, you're not going to be buying toys. Exactly. You're not, like, you're not, do you know how much money they make off the advertisements on the cartoons? Not as much as you would think. You know how much they make off the merchandising? Way more. Which is why you need to watch the toys that made us, because it explains all that. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, and, and that's also the reason why that you see so many movie, like, you see the Ninja Turtle movies that come out now? They're not, they're not overly kiddie. You know what I mean? Like. Oh yeah, they're intelligent. Yeah, they're supposed to be, like, and they're marketed to the ki- the the adults who watch Ninja Turtles as a child. Yeah. If other kids pick that up, that's fine. But I think, I think that's the way the evolution of properties goes is, the cartoons become the adult movies, but cartoons don't get rebooted into adult cartoons. Exactly. Cartoons get rebooted into more toy delivery systems. Absolutely. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of trends right now, especially in uh, cartoons and movies, to where you see uh, a lot of the mimicry of uh, the kind of tone that Hayao Miyazaki takes in his films, where he treats children as though they are intelligent, and so they deal with real themes in uh the properties as though they're not dumb and so like you have stuff like steven universe and i'm guessing she-ra to some extent and you know what and this is you know whatever i'm gonna say it anyway my little pony does that it's one reason why so many people right yeah right it radiates with them and because it deals with real problems but it doesn't it's not overly sugarcoating like you're a dumb four-year-old like it's just you deal with real stuff and that's what makes stuff like steve i keep gonna i'm gonna keep saying steven universe because it's like it's my favorite show, show. Yeah. but it's like steven universe is for kids and adults absolutely and it's just yeah it reminds me a lot of uh avatar oh casey i was just having a conversation with somebody <laughs> last night about avatar yes. okay. and and he said avatar and i was like yo avatar, avatar. and we had that not James Cameron, but Avatar: The Last Airbender. Exactly. Um, this is the thing- first time I met this guy, Hell and we yeah. had a, like a thing, like, "Yo, Avatar, see that? Yo, a moment." And so the thing good. about all these really good quality uh, quote air- kid shows is it's respectful even to the kids who are watching it. Like, it's not just silly, dumb. Mm-hmm. Those are there are moments that are like that. That's fine, but it's also adult enough to where like you don't you don't feel talked down to as a kid if you're watching it, and as adult you're not like this is dumb. Like, it actually has real things. Uh, and then as far as evolution of your fan base is concerned, it's also interesting to me, uh, The Last Airbender and the sequel series, Legend of Korra. The thing is, Avatar The Last Airbender, let's say you were an 8 to 10-year-old watching that, like, you enjoyed that. 
but then the Legend of Korra wasn't really for eight to ten year olds. It was for it grew up a little bit. It grew up. So basically, you had the same fan base from Avatar to Korra because they were teenagers and Korra. My point is like it's much like what Harry Potter did. Harry Potter yes, grew with its initial exactly. fan base. It it grows with its fan base. Mm-hmm. Now, if they were to ever redo Avatar, they're not going to do it. All right, here's another Avatar <laughs> sequel series, and they're For all in their forty year olds. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I would love that though. That would be great. That it's would be really, fantastic. It's really gritty and dark. Really gritty and dark. <laughs> And as much as I want that, like, there's no way that's ever going to happen. Yeah. You would just go and make another one for a new set of eight to ten year olds yeah. and start the cycle again, and that's fine. And you don't have to be upset about I that. Think, I think what got me this week it, it's been it's been a few things, and then Cheer just brought it to the head. It's that people are complaining about how that remake looks. Before that, it was people complaining about the new Thundercats Roar, where they're like, it's not, it's because it's cartoony. Oh, yeah. It kind of looks like Teen Titans. Of course, the argument that 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 started it all off was the Teen Titans, this new silly Teen Titans and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just quite frankly, even though I'm a like I said, grown man that loves that will watch cartoons. I'm tired of hearing adults complain about cartoons. It's just gotten tired. It's it's too much. And it's a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. And like I said, the Shira thing, I was like, I'm over it. And then it's just like done. I'm pissed off. We need to talk about it. You reached your threshold. Yes. Like. Yes, like like you're sitting at the Who's table. Who's complaining about cartoons? You just like you fold up all your stuff real calmly. It's like, all right, that's it. I have to go now. You know, like that's I, enough. I I am over this. F you, <laughs> F you. Have a good day. I'm gone. Cartoons are like the epitome of, of fun and joy and exactly. happiness. It's supposed exactly. to bring, bring goodness into your life. Exactly. Right, yeah. It's childhood, it's innocence, it's fun. That's why I sometimes I still often like watching cartoons. It you know, I saw a meme the other day, they said there's nothing greater than when you're a kid watching cartoons eating cereal. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's fun. And you can sometimes get that back, even as an adult. Uh, they still sell cereal. No. But you can watch a cartoon. I still sell cereal, did you know? <laughs> you can watch a cartoon and enjoy it. Like Gravity Falls, I watched recently. That was great. I liked it. It was fun. Why are we arguing over cartoons? That, that's the, that's my whole thing. That is it. I'm, you're an adult. I'm baffled. It's sometimes can suck to be an adult, but you're an adult now. You're not getting your childhood back. This is for, this is for other people. Get over There's it. There's new kids. You guys can't be happy. <laughs> There's new kids. You can't be happy for new kids that want to watch this stuff. <laughs> How are you mad? <clears throat> There's so much. Cr- I would rather you argue about politics because at least that's an adult thing to argue. About. I hate it's, that too. Uh, I hate that too. At least you know that they're actually upset about something <laughs> that matters, <laughs> right? Though, like they're at least legitimately angry about real. She, you are upset about, about she- the princess of power that rides a unicorn. <laughs> that really ruined, that pissed you off? Raphael looks too big. That ruined your day? Raphael's too big. Oh I don't like God. it. I can't. I, I don't even, I don't have a point. I don't have a joke. I just, they're the joke. That, put, like that the, put me over. Is it like the people that don't realize that wrestling is fake? And they're just <gasps> like, oh my God, I can't believe you guys are treating Roman Reigns so badly. You know, Batman's fake, right? Oh you know, there's, there's plenty of other types of entertainment that are fake. Uh, Transformers, not a documentary, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Like, oh it can be God. fake and you can enjoy it. Like, you know, reality TV, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hate to break it to you. I'm I'm excited about the She-Ra thing just because like I just saw everybody tweeting about it and then I had to look at the I looked it up and I saw the artwork and I was like, dude, that artwork looks so familiar. Why does that look so familiar? And I looked it up and the lady behind it is somebody that I've been following since like 2012. So I'm like I'm excited now because like, I love her. Do you know? Do you like, remember her name? Like, yeah, Noel Steven or Noel Stevenson. Noel Stevenson. I've always said Noel just because Noel Fielding, and now I'm like every. She's time. Noel now. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's like, hard when you read stuff, much yeah. like the Sheer thing. Like Noel, you read it, you know. You... Yeah, but Noel Stevenson. She actually had this really popular web comic on Tumblr called Nimona. And it was about this shape shifting little brat butch girl that was like, I want to be a super villain and she kept turning into dragons and like causing mischief she teams up with this super villain and they start doing stuff together but then she ends up finding out that he is actually not as evil as she wants him to be and so then there's like this whole story about why he's hated and why and it's just like this huge and it kind of just started as a small thing and then it evolved into this huge freaking following like this hue like it's it's very popular and she ended up releasing a graphic novel of it later on and then after that she did lumberjanes uh which y'all might have heard of i couldn't tell you what it is but i've heard of it yeah the lumberjanes is just like a it's like a girl scout group sort of but like with mystery and stuff like that and it's it's really it's really good um and and she's doing she-ra and she's doing she-ra i'd love her art style yeah but it what? doesn't look like the 80s one. Oh, shut up. <laughs> That's that- cool. And it sounds like she, she did some really great work. I don't know. I've never even heard of this person. That's awesome that she's started there and came up and now got a Netflix show. Great. What'd you say in it? Noel? Noel Noel. Noel, right on. That is dope. However, I mean, it don't look like it. Don't look so like that. So you hate old, it now. Uh, 80s. <laughs> That old 80s cartoon. Yeah, the weird lumbering, strange, like, oh my God, it looks like the. People from the opening of the toys that made us, but like scarier. Like He Man yeah, yeah. is really scary. The only person that still holds up is Skeletor, and it's because he's so fucking fabulous. Yeah, you just can't <laughs> argue with that. You can't like with that design. You, you can't f- up Skeletor. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's so grainy. Like, it looks like it's actually filmed. It looks like it's filmed like an so old projector. Awful like, looking. It might have been man. That was a uh, filmation studios did that. It's like there's no excuse when Disney <laughs> exists. You can do better. Like that looks horrible. Nobody has ever said up until up before this week, nobody has ever said, yo, man, that She-Ra cartoon was just dope. That was ahead of its time. Nobody ever said that ever. Most people don't even know what that is. Oh, remember the, the girl He-Man? Oh, okay. Uh, no yeah. one's ever praised it. That is, yeah, yeah. It is. That's that what is, it was. That is how yeah. it was referred to. Nobody's ever praised it up until this. Now, all of a sudden this week. It's like the greatest cartoon that's ever existed. How dare you try to redo this? I'm just so baffled, so confused. I'm yeah, I'm over that type of person and that complaint in general. The new Voltron's good too. People don't complain about that one for some reason, but that's also good. Also on Netflix. Um, Voltron. Oh, Uh, Defenders of the Universe. I guess because it. I don't have any reason. Bef- I don't understand these boys. Um, 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 unless anyone has anything else, what are some cartoons they should bring back? 
Uh, Gargoyles. They should. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. That, that's it. They should bring done. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're Honestly, right. they should never. They should never bring back any cartoons. They should just make new ones. That way, I don't have to hear people whine Ooh. about them bringing back old yeah. cartoons. Like this. Nope. Just done. You know what I want to see rebooted? Pound puppies. Yo, Pound Puppies was done. Pound Pound Puppies puppies. was good. And then they'll start bringing back the little beanies again, and I can go get some beanies. Give me a a cartoon about Cooler. Cooler and the Pound Puppies. Uh, Popples. Popples were good. Those were weird, but... I'm surprised they haven't redid the Care Bears. That's what I was about to say, Care Bears. Because Care Bears would go really well with like this whole like hyper-teen, Titans go, sort of high energy. Make that dark and gritty. Yeah, make some dark and gritty Care Dude, Bears. Dude, like, with a bandolier and, yeah. like, a damn crossbow. I guess he's dressed like a Wookiee. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm yeah. Just like, like they're this just one guy's, little Ewoks now. This one guy's got a gun on his belly. Yeah. Like, yo, take this Care Bear stare. Yeah, hell yeah. It, it, looks, the- it looks like there's a CGI Care Bears. Uh, that doesn't count. Which is weird to me. Like, it's just certain things I guess people decide to get upset about. Yeah. You know? But, like, the thing is... It can't have been like how I I've literally never heard about that. Until yeah, it's just not now, on so. like Netflix or nothing, you know. Yo, but some Care Bears, like we do. Um, I legit my jokey one was gonna be um the Wuzzles. If you remember that, yeah, I know it's old cartoon. Shut up. But some the, the Wuzzles were like these weird mutant Doctor Moreau characters. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh. That's my jokey one. My legit is uh, GI Joe. The Snorks. G.I. Joe could come back strong with a good story. Yeah, but they made a movie of that, so there's really no need. Oh, you're right. They Pork are. chop sandwiches. Channing Tatum That's is all G.I. I know Joe now. about G.I. Joe. G.I. <laughs> Joe. Pork chop sandwiches. Cobra Commander. I just know, like. The. The. Yeah, the PSA one. Yeah. Body massage, body massage. Who wants a body massage? That's like a very specific. I'm gonna allow myself to do it because I have. There's so many shows that you talk about. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> the GI Joe PSAs are good. I'll, I'll find a few. Put them up. All right, I guess that's it. That's it, um, dude. Um, fight the man. Don't any... let them remake cartoons. Just yeah. get pissed no, off. No, don't do Urgh. that. Don't do that. Uh, okay. Anything that doesn't fit my preconstructed concept of something is trash. Find find something more valuable to put your yeah, negative like energy. Police in. brutality. <laughs> See, right, something you know. like important. Nah, man, the She-Ra, though. She-Ra. Yeah. So what's something that you did like, Tony? What's something that you did like this week? Oh, my goodness. Um, I didn't even think of that. Ah, so much hate <laughs> in your heart. You're right. Heart. We, need yeah. to, we, need to, we need to cleanse, cleanse the palate. So I've been watching, um, I watched the first season of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Heard good things. It's eight episodes long. The second season is ten episodes long, and that's all that they did. I think they were going to do more, but it got canceled or something. Who's in that? Uh some Samuel Barn Barnett Barnes something like that's the main guy, but the guy that everybody else will know is Elijah Wood. Um, is in that? Huh? What's that on? Uh, it is on Hulu for sure because B- that's what I watched. BBC it on. show. It is a BBC yeah. show. It's a BBC show. Uh, Douglas Adams uh, wrote a series of books called Dirk Gently's etc. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide guy for those of you who don't know actually did a couple seasons of Doctor Who way back in the day did not know. fun fact um, but I've been watching it and again eight episodes super short for the first season um, and I went ahead since it was cancelled I wanted to sort of like I didn't I didn't get any spoilers or anything and I'm not going to give any mm-hmm. but I wanted to see if it was one of those shows where you're going to be upset 
that it got canceled. Mm. Like it, maybe it ends on a cliffhanger or something like that. And they're like, no, it kind of resolves itself. So, and again, this is coming from someone who hasn't actually seen it. So that, like, take this with a grain of salt, but, um, you shouldn't have to worry about that kind of thing. Um, you can just enjoy it for the, the okay. two seasons that it is, theoretically. Cause again, like I said, I haven't seen it. But, um, the thing about it is, it's, it's really fun. It's really bizarre. And in a world where Twin Peaks doesn't exist, it would probably be one of, if not the weirdest things that I've ever watched. Oh, f- yeah. I'll um, watch that. Then. But the thing is, it's all like, I remember when I was watching this, like, this is, it remi- reminded me so much of Twin Peaks, except it actually gets explained and resolved, uh, which, you know, Twin Peaks kind of doesn't really so much. And then also without the existential terror that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, God, that's yeah. always good that's, to remove that element. Like, the thing that I love yeah. about Twin Peaks is, are those things like, oh my God, I feel so uncomfortable about being alive in the universe. And like, none of that, none of that. But just the sheer bizarreness, strangeness, weirdness, like char- weird, quirky characters, multiple groups of quirky, weird, insane characters, like all going around this revolving mystery of like this person, like so many moving pieces. It's so complex. Um, I would say it's not cheerful. It's still dark. There's a lot of really, really terrible things that happen, but it's done in a, like a quirky, quirky, like kind of like pushing daisies was about death, but it still was kind of had a, kind a, of in a hitchhiker's very, guide kind of way. Kind of had like a quirky charm to it still. Uh, I, if I never watch any of it ever again, based on the first season, I highly recommend it. Got it. It was a solid mystery that again, crazy, crazy. It, recommend yeah has anyone seen atlanta i asked that only because i keep that gets thrown into the uh, kind of yeah. like twin peaks reminds me of Take twin peaks i have not seen it i have not seen it yeah i've seen season one season two i keep forgetting to watch i'll be like what's something to watch and then later on uh, i'll start watching something else and then later on i'll be like yo have you seen atlanta i'm like no right. i need to see the second season still god damn it and i want to watch it but i just keep forgetting um, I've been watching season two of Preacher because it's on Hulu. Oh yeah, and it is so good. And I noticed a lot of the episodes in the season are written by women, which I just picked up on because they put the on Preacher they put the dang words so large. And but in the season is really good, so that's always like a warm feeling I get whenever something is really good and women are a part of it. Because I'm like, F- yeah, dude. I was noticing a lot of diversity. And the people working on Luke Cage this season too, because they do they put the words up b- big on the screen too. Oh. Um, but yeah, Preacher is one of those things that. How long is it? How long is are the seasons for Preacher? Second season is thirteen episodes. I'm guessing the first season was thirteen yeah, episodes. That's a, a AMC. It, it's an AMC. Yeah. yeah, it's been on my list for a while. Got got a whole uh, Ruth Negan in it. Also, uh, funny enough, my mom recommended that. She's like, "You gotta watch Preacher. Have you not seen it?" I'm like, "There's a lot of shows, but is, but please <laughs> tell me more about it, Betty. Please, if there's more to tell." I don't really care anymore. There's a, yeah, no, it's it's really good. It's very dark. It reminds me of like Vertigo, like Sandman, Constantine kind of feel. Like there's uh, very much otherworldliness and American Gods, to where you're like, is Satan gonna show up? And I just like keep waiting for my best friend Satan to show up, which is a huge because you guys know I love Satan. But it's a show about a preacher and a vampire and um, Ruth Nega, who's just dope and gorgeous, and so and bad at. I just she's the best, okay. Uh, but anyway, so it's really good and um, very comic booky. 
but like dark gritty like i said constantine and sandman um i enjoyed atlanta comic con that's an easy one it was the first year they did it i had an absolute blast um we had how'd the shows go i was just (laughs) gonna say good question we had a lot of awesome people that came out to our panels and had fun and mm-hmm. laughed and how about and that host though? Had a like good time the host sucked, but I mean, it was nothing, really on top perfect. of things. <laughs> um, but everything went really well. A lot of people had fun. People I talked to just going through the con seemed to have fun. We had some really great um, audience members. It yes, was, it was a great we time. Really did. I loved all the little kids that were there and participating. They're so cute. Yes, that's what I mean. Like I know, I, I know I, what you I mean. Hate, the kids had fun. It's I know, not, but it's I, not weird. It's not creepy. I just hate that you. There have were to a clarify. bunch of kids. There were a bunch of kids there. They had a <laughs> blast, and it was great. It was it was a it was fun. But they were enthusiastic and getting yes. into it. It was so great. It's adorable. Yes. Yeah, and so that that on that made my week.